Hello and welcome to Arrest All Mimics. My name is Ben Tallon. This is the Original Thinking and Creative Innovation Podcast. How are you doing, everyone? I hope you're good. Cheers for the regulars checking back in. Welcome to anybody new finding the show. Spread the word, share the love. Cheers. Uh, it's nice to have regulars. I've got a lot of people who get me feedback for most episodes who go and share a cheeky little review, and it means a lot. It's cool because it's pretty hard work doing this sometimes, but it's a real joy, and uh, it's nice to know somebody's out there. So welcome. Uh, we've got the wonderful Claudine O'Sullivan coming up today. Uh, we'll talk more about that shortly. But the weather is intertwining colour. <laughs> yes, Claudine's awesome work is really stand out and quite unique at the minute. So we'll get onto that shortly. Um, I hope you're good. I hope you've all survived the political madness that's been going on. It's pretty crazy stuff in it. What the hell's going on? Um, first time in my life that I've been as politi- politically active as I have, uh, feeling quite engaged with it all. I do apologise to anyone who got a bit. Tired of my tweets and getting uh, getting my beliefs out there. I just feel it's an important time to stand for something and to have a direction. You might not agree, that's fine, let's have a debate. Uh, just on a personal note, I do feel uh, that we could have avoided a lot of the mess if we'd all just had an open conversation earlier on. Um, but let's not get onto that, that's just my thoughts. One thing that did stand out though, and I must touch upon, is... Um, our industry really kind of came together. Did you did you guys notice that? Um, granted, there, were, there seemed to be a lot of Labour support going on in the build-up to this election. Uh, but one thing that I found really encouraging, regardless of political view, was that the many ways in which people expressed how they felt about the whole thing, visually, through video, through whether it was memes or photoshopped images of Jeremy Corbyn wearing Liam Gallagher's orange parka, um, it was exciting, and I saw some of the apathy, at least, brushed away, which was very, very exciting to see, and great to be a part of, actually. And one th- comment that I read on the whole thing, which was really interesting, was that despite the blatant kind of digs from the t- from the tabloid gutter press, the kind of really vitriolic, let's go for the throat of Jeremy Corbyn's character... Uh, a lot of it not based on hard facts, just kind of spin. A lot of that got me a little down and made me think, actually, you know, how free is the press? But one comment on it that I read was that actually people under 30 who voted in quite decent numbers this time out did just didn't see it because it's old kind of, it's old hat, you know? How many people pick up a daily newspaper these days? I mean, I certainly, for one, are on like the Guardian blog or whatever platform, um, getting my news online, and it was described as that that side of the media was firing analogue bullets in a digital age, which I thought summed it up and was pretty perfect. And it does just go to show why we need to protect the freedom of the internet and our ability to do that, people power groups. I'm going off on one, but it's just the way that I felt about this stuff, so... Just interested in how you guys feel about the whole thing. Uh, I just found it pretty fascinating, and it seemed to be kind of the new, the new era, the new age, kind of rising up and 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 standing up for something. And just a little clip round the ear for the scumbags. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, that's all I'll say on the matter. So apologies for the rant. Let's get moving forward with this great episode. So thanks to Sir John Hegarty for last week's incredible, inspiring. Uh, hour that he allowed me to spend with him for the 75th God, I'm all over the place the 75th episode um, it was wonderful thanks to the Garage Soho as well for making it possible to come down there and use one of their meeting rooms and spend some time with a real creative hero of mine and um, 
I just uh, I implore you to go back and listen to that because it's a really important conversation with a man who's done hell of a lot. Very modest chap, but very, very star-studded in our industry for a reason. So thanks to John for that. Um, and thanks to my founding sponsor, Illustration Limited, who uh, in the first place gave me a nudge to go and see if I could make it possible to get hold of Sir John Hegarty. Uh, I know there's a lot of respect coming from that corner of the, the industry for his work. So cheers to those guys for making that possible and being a long-term supporter of the show. Go and check them out. Over 200 different artists, illustrators, lettering artists, designers, uh Fashion specialists, uh, live artists, mural work, you name it, it's going on. They've got all sorts of people covered, so go and check it out. And go and find out more about the projects on the new section on the website. Well worth it. Cheers for that. Heartinternet.co.uk, my digital and tech sponsor. They give me a tip every week. Uh, They provide all sorts of SEO to hosting to um, domain names. All the stuff that you need to be represented on Google uh, in the best possible manner to get your business seen online. Uh, Fantastic bunch of people, really good supporters of the show, so cheers for that. This week's guest, the lovely Claudine O'Sullivan, um, Irish illustrator from Dublin. So she's going to be telling us all about her story coming up. But we... I became aware of her work through the World Illustration Awards. We were both fortunate enough to be shortlisted for that. Uh, Claudine, of course, has gone one better and won the damn thing in the marketing, in the sorry, advertising category. So congrats for that. We'll get onto that shortly. But it was through that that I came across her work. So she didn't know she won it at the time, of course. But I spotted her work and it really stood out to me. I thought that's pretty unique when you don't see too many standout unique stuff now because of the sheer amount of work we're exposed to. So I hit her up um, and there she was. And I think it just goes to show the value of being in these competitions that are kind of free or cheap to enter. Get in there, be seen. It doesn't matter if you win or not. It's always subjective and it's always someone's opinion. But you don't know where that's going to bleed onto and where you're going to be spotted by people just browsing. Could be art directors, could be creative directors. It could be people at magazines who want to feature your work. In this instance, it's myself running this podcast and I wanted to feature Claudine's amazing work so go out there get on the blogs get on the competitions just get yourself seen exposure it's really really important and it's the right kind of exposure it's not some knobhead with a, without no budget coming over and saying i want to use your work but we can't pay you it's the good kind of exposure so get it done and that is courtesy of hatsinternet.co.uk uh, last but not least, printed.com, my print sponsor. They do the printing for this show. They do my personal printing for my promotional booklet. They're a great bunch of people. Um, they're doing a hell of a lot of work, hell of a lot of different services, over 90 different products. You've got all sorts of finishes, folds, papers. Um, great bunch of people, easy interface to use, and if stuff does go wrong, they really look after you with a great customer service team, which is few and far between, but... It happens, a big company like that, and they pick up the pieces really well, so I do recommend them genuinely and honestly. Um, so go and check them out, printed.com. Um, and they give us a little a little insight to a nice kind of print campaign or a nice use of print or an important point about that. So I wanted to flag up the very multimedia use of Claudine O'Sullivan's work, today's guest. So Claudine's done such jobs as fitting out the MTV offices with uh, illustrations all over the walls, printed onto the glass. Um, she's done work for Derwent Pencils on their tins, showing off how you can use the amazing pencils. Um, and she's also recently done a campaign for Apple um, for their tablets, so the drawing, the, the drawing pads. I don't even know the name of it, that's really bad. Um, but anyway, she did an amazing campaign, which is what she's very deservedly won the marketing, the advertising category in the World Illustration Awards. So I just wanted to highlight the fact that it doesn't 
all have to be kind of printed. It doesn't all have to be digital. It doesn't have to be anything. Claudine is a fantastic example of somebody who works across all sorts of different contexts and medias. So she's worth looking at at that end. And it just goes to show the, the you know, thinking outside the box with your print as well. There are so many different ways in which you can do this, printing on some unconventional things. So many fascinating print campaigns now which have a little more emphasis put on them because of the vast amount of digital that they're balanced out by. So that being said, go and check out theonefoltprinted.com. So thanks to all those sponsors for keeping the show free every week. So without further ado, Claudine O'Sullivan. Like I say, I came across her work through the World Illustration Awards, which is run with the Association of Illustrators. Go and check those guys out. Trade industry for the illustration world. Important people. Pricing. Um contracts, uh, yeah, all that sort of stuff, all the stuff we all struggle with, they look after you really well for a very nominal fee. Um, and so Claudine has won the advertising category, so massive congratulations. I personally think it's a very deserving winner because I think her work stands out and speaks to me more than I, a lot of things do now. It's a style that I, I saw and thought, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty fresh. Like, Look at the, the way she intertwines all her colour, the, the multicolour use of her pencils, and then as Apple showed with their marketing campaign, the crossover into digital can be quite seamless and Claudine draws the same way and it just it provides a good argument actually for people who are on the fence and thinking about using tablets. Um, I personally love organic, I love the accident and I love the way that my pens become ragged. I wouldn't ever leave that stuff behind. So for me, it's something that I'd certainly experiment with but I think I'd be reluctant to go into permanently but for Claudine she'll talk about the balance between digital and organic use of her beautiful colour. So we're going to get into all that good stuff, we're going to talk about her background in Dublin, why she moved to London, how she's found that, how she's still feeling a little flabbergasted by the fact that her work is taking off and she's now a full-time illustrator. Um, she's a wonderful lass and it's a really interesting conversation so you've got all that coming up. Get us your feedback on the Twitter at ArrestOnAMix or hit me up at hello at Um And just keep getting your thoughts. I love hearing from you guys. I love the feedback. When I get a tweet saying, oh, I've come across this episode or whatever, it's a huge buzz and I've not been doing this thing too long. So it's nice to know there are people listening and people getting a kick out of the show. So please do keep the feedback coming. If you're really into the show, please do go and share a little review on iTunes. It really, really does help. Um, it helps to endorse the show for people who've just found it who maybe haven't listened and don't have the trust in it yet so I'm relying on you guys for that so please do take the time to do it if you get a moment we've got awesome guests coming up which we'll talk about a little later but without further ado uh, the wonderful Claudine O'Sullivan so you're from Dublin? yeah cool yeah. and how, uh, when did you leave? eight years ago I think ish mm. yeah so I I did I did art in school then didn't really think that I could do it in college. Like, it just wasn't a thing. It's kind of different in Ireland, like, in your leaving cert, which is, like, your A-levels, you basically have a 50% art history exam, and yeah. then you draw, like, a guy sitting in a uniform. Oh, really? And, like, a still life of a pepper or something. A pepper? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> green, green, I think, yellow, I think, red. I think pepper was actually my GCSEs, and I drew a red one. I think... It's the best one, at least. Yeah, I think for, like, the equivalent of A-levels, it was, like, maybe a pepper and a bottle or something. Like, yeah. it gets a bit tougher. Yeah, so I did um, a communications degree in, well I didn't do, I started a communications degree in Dublin because my mum was kind of like, you kind of want to do something media and you don't really know what you want to do because yeah. you're 17 and no one knows what they want to do. Of course, yeah. Um, so I did that for a year and it was fine. Like it's, it was a mix between kind of media and journalism, but I just never went back. I was just like, it's not really for me. I'm going to take a year out. I'm going to make a portfolio. So I got a job in, a full-time job in Hertz Car Rental. 
um, and made my portfolio and then applied to foundations over here um, and then moved over. Yeah? It. Yeah. Just what, just adventure, wanted the change? Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, I think for me, I don't know, I think I just, because I, I applied to NCAD, which is the art college in Dublin and um, I applied here and I got into both, but because I had already done a year, the fees were the same for me to do it, so... Mm. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just go to London. I think I'll just... I think I needed to be out of the comfort of living at home to just yeah. have kind of... This has to work out. <laughs> yeah, it's healthy, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I think it's a good move to make. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm still here. I guess I probably didn't think I'd be in London this long, but um, my boyfriend at the time... Still my boyfriend, now my husband. He moved... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> um, uh, he moved up over, I think, three, four years ago. And he loves it. Um, so that's why we're still here. Nice. I love it as well, but yeah. It's that's one of those cool. things, people move to London and then you never end up leaving. You're like, yeah, basically it is one of those. almost a decade. That, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I do wonder if I do leave, like, if I'll feel like, I've, that's it, I've done it, I can't go back. You yeah. know, like, I've not outgrown, but if it's got its own magnetism. Yeah, I never, I'll never say I've outgrown home. I'm definitely not one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> My friends would kill me. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> God, yeah. He's definitely head on a spike and keep with yeah. probably if I said something I'm like that. I'm not losing my accent anytime soon either, so that's good. Although I do, I do question my accent because sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'm Irish and everyone's like, oh no way, really? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I sound <laughs> Irish. I don't have like, in terms of Dublin accents or Irish accents, I've never had a really strong accent. I mean, it's so, tangible, but I don't think, you, yeah. I, I understand you fine, you know, like, I, I've met... <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> people where I struggle, you know, there's just certain accents, Scouse, Squad yeah. region in yeah. particular, like, where it can be difficult if they're really broad. Yeah, well, I used to have that, because whenever I go home and I come back to work or college or whatever, they're like, oh, you've been home this weekend, haven't you? You've topped up your accent a bit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I get that as well. I just plunge straight back into it as soon as I'm on the phone. I'm, I'm told yeah. by my girlfriend is southern, and she's like, oh "My God, you definitely." I can tell when you're on the phone to either your family or your mates back home. It's just yeah. your consonants just drop right out. Yeah, I think I, I speak even faster, and yeah, just yeah, yeah. Have you found it an advantage in any way? And I say that because I had a friend uh, called Jodie. She had really broad Yorkshire accent, and she moved down here for a year while she was studying, and she just said to me, "It gets me." such a, a long leash this accent yeah. in London like it's got its own appeal and I always think that about an Irish accent is quite charming have you found yeah, that I think people... people do have the like oh she's Irish she's friendly it's fine we can talk to her yeah uh, which is great um, yeah I mean I don't have any examples of where my accent no. has well you don't consciously think but... about yeah, it but, yeah, really? I think but, it is. but I always just think it's a very friendly kind of accent and I do any friends I've had from your part of the world I just I want them quite quick because they're just nice natured I find and, yeah. and there's something about it that's quite it's not too serious is it not you can't like, you can't really have like a pretentious Irish no. accent you can trust me within Ireland you can <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you got to know but, it to know it yeah <laughs> no, I like it I don't want to lose it I'll keep it so were you um, you from a creative family anybody else Um, not I mean yes and no so no one's in the art scene and like no one in my family works in creative industries my dad back in the day so yeah my dad when he was like 20 same with my mum they both worked in the music industry um, my dad had a record label but then had their first kid my brother and kind of did the whole shit we should probably get a real job mm. um, so then they opened their own business um, in property and they worked in that but I'd say my mum was kind of my mum was kind of the most creative person in my life I'd say just she was really musical she's a singer um, never worked at it like for money but um, she's a singer she's very creative in her clothes she's very like costumes mm. everything like that and just kind of 
gave me that like kind of insight to like just do whatever you want to do whatever yeah. makes you happy just do it and um, but I guess I never really considered it oh I really like drawing maybe I'll work at this one day because mm-hmm. my mum and dad are quite a balance so my mum kind of I'd say encouraged my creativity and my dad encouraged my like you're gonna have a job now you're gonna work work hard I had mm. a job when I was 15 I've had like 20 jobs <laughs> me too me too yeah I was like I was... and I love that it's like the best thing ever because now I'm just like I can work like yeah I don't I don't not believe in luck, but I think luck is like, yes, I have been very lucky, but it's kind of like, luck is when dots join up, but you have to put the dots down. It's not like, yeah, it's you, not like I woke up one day and I'm an illustrator, it's great. Exactly. <laughs> it's the, yeah, the whole you've got it made type thing. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. There's, there's always a thread. There's always a backstory of hard work and self-belief and yeah. whatever else, all those intangible things. Yeah. And although like my dad was never like, yeah, you should, you should be an artist. I think he was quite worried about that. He was like, you're smart. You did good in school. Like you should be a doctor. <laughs> um, mm. But I don't think I could be a doctor. Um, but he always said, like, if you enjoy what you do, you'll never work a day in your life, which I believe. I definitely do feel like I work. Um, yeah. And I do enjoy it. But, yeah, I yeah. think, I think I've, I've been very lucky to have the upbringing that I had because I was definitely encouraged to do what makes me happy. And I was never forced into anything. So, like, I did loads of things as a kid. I tried out sport. I'm shit at sport. Um, me too. I did dancing. I really wanted to be a musician. Like, I wanted to be, like, I don't know, Britney Spears. I can't sing for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't stop most of them. Yeah, and a lot, yeah, and a lot, and like a lot of people, that's another thing as well. Like, my mum's passed away now, but whenever anyone, they're like, oh, you must, like, you're so like your mum, you look like her, you really like have the same vibe as her, you must be an amazing singer. I'm like, trust me, if I could sing, I wouldn't speak. <laughs> I just, like, and she told me I couldn't sing, not in a mean way. She'd just be like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's your thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So did you always feel drawn to the illustration side of things? You said you studied... Yeah, I mean, yet. illustration is a funny one because I think I've probably only in the last year been able to be like, yeah, you know what, I'm an illustrator. I'm going to say that. I'm, I'm confident mm. enough enough to go yeah this is actually what I do yeah but I never really knew it was a thing even when I went to art college like I art was very it was like art or something else so I came to London I was actually started doing um I did a foundation in London College of Fashion so like I said my mum was really uh, influential to me and I used to when I was younger all my pictures used to be sketches of my mum in different outfits oh wow yeah so I like that was what I would always draw and um, I'd either draw her her I'd either draw her or horses, which is a random one because I used to love horse riding. Um, so yeah, I kind of thought, oh, I want to do fashion. Um, went to fashion college. I'm not great at making things, like I, and which is a funny thing because when you work in a creative field, people go, oh, you'll be great at like helping me with my wedding decorations or anything like this. And I'm like, <laughs> I am so bad at things like that. Me too. I'm shocking. <laughs> um, so yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a, um, an obvious choice at all. And then I did my foundation, and it was an art foundation, but it was obviously fashion driven. Um, and I was just illustrating the whole time, and my tutors were just like, "You're, you're, you're an illustrator." Um, so I applied for a fashion illustration course, um, applied for illustration in Camberwell and LCC and St Martin's, so all the University of the Arts, and I went with LCC at the end because it was a graphics course as well. Mm. And then you see that thing that everyone, well, I don't know if everyone does, but I did in college where you spend three years just like making stuff out of string and doing what you don't like, <laughs> trying new things. Um, so I was like making stuff out of string doing like a whole bunch of things and then at the end of it I was so sick of drawing and everything I was like I don't want to do anything for about six months I didn't draw for about mm. six six or eight months after I graduated I graduated in 2013 and a lot of my friends have had a similar thing they've been like oh, I can't do it anymore 
like let's just take a break I was working full time in a completely different job um, and then got back into it mm. um, so yeah I don't think I don't think I've answered the question but um, yeah you have you have yeah I don't think I was like yeah I'm going to be an illustrator um, it's still a thing that I find it really hard to label myself like, mm. I'm like what do I put in a business card like I don't even yeah, artist so, illustrator yeah. what okay sure if you want me to be <laughs> yeah. picture maker um, yeah but yeah, I like I said as well because I when I graduated in two thousand and thirteen, I've kind of been doing it evenings since then. I've been doing it full time in the last year, and whenever um, I would meet someone and like a stranger and like, so what do you do? I'd always be really like I wouldn't have the confidence like I'm an illustrator because I'm like, mm. am I though? Like I don't like it doesn't pay my bills. And <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it, I've, I've only I've only actually heard the term imposter syndrome recently. But oh, people say that it's story quite, of my life. It's common, and one of the things we have to deal with now is like just the sheer exposure to so much talent, and it's very easy to feel intimidated by all the stuff yeah. that you see on Behance or whatever. But the truth is, you can only ever be you, and no one else yeah. can. Therefore, yeah. I think that's really important to retain sight of. Yeah, no, I definitely think so, and I, that's what. Um, I think I've definitely my confidence has grown loads in that in the last two or three years, um, just in being an illustrator and it is that imposter syndrome. But it's kind of like you kind of just have to fake it till you make it. And I'll get a brief and it'll be like, oh, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I have never done yeah. that before. I have no idea if I can do it. I just go, just go, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, yeah, mural, fine. <laughs> exactly, and, and there's something to be said about putting yourself in the deep end within within reason, I guess. But and just sink or swim sometimes because yeah. as long as you there's an idea that you could do this and you can learn how to do it there's a great buzz from pulling that off as well yeah but it also keeps it exciting if you're just doing the same work all the time you're not going to want to do it like Don't most know. of my best work has been out of either like so the deadline's yesterday and it needs to be done now yeah. um, and or this is 20 times bigger than what you usually do and you're going to do it in front of people yeah. great fine cool <laughs> yeah. sure why not sweating <laughs> <laughs> So what what are the what are the origins of your current style? Because I'm I think it's I think it's enviably unique. Like I think I don't often come across stuff that I find hard to point to influences. You know, most people yeah. you can kind of go, they're probably into that artist, or not in a mimicry way. But I think yeah. I, I'm gonna say people point to Ralph Steadman, and I take it as a compliment because I feel I'm far enough removed from what yeah. he does. But the influence is there for sure, and he was one of the first people I connected with. But I struggle to, to point to anything that your stuff reminds me of. It's such a compliment. No, well, no, I didn't really mean it because I, I, I spent a lot of time on your website when, when, when I emailed you and was looking at the stuff and I found it through the shortlisting on the World Illustration Awards. And I, just, I don't know, it's quite it's pretty unique. Like, what's the story yeah. there? Where did that begin? It's funny. So I, I can't really pinpoint it. So um, I've always drawn. I've been using the same pencil since I was... 12. I remember my art teacher in school going, everyone has to buy these pencils, off you go, get with it. And I use colour in, I guess, a kind of an abstract way. And then through college, like I said, I was drawing loads of different things through foundation, painting, making stuff with string, doing everything and anything. And then I remember kind of in my final year, um, I was just, I kind of stripped it back a lot and I was just using pencil again. I wasn't using colour, I was just using um, just normal pencils. And I did a I went travelling in India and I had a sketchbook there that I think my line style came out of. So I was doing a lot of um, observational sketching just of whatever, like cows, loads of cows in India. <laughs> cows, <laughs> um, portraits of people, anything. And I think my kind of curved abstract line style came out of that quite organically. And then I was working with that quite a lot in college and then 
I'll never forget my tutor saying to me, he's just like, yeah, I mean, your stuff is good now, you're getting there, but it still kind of does look like you sit at home and listen to the Smiths and just like draw what you feel. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> and he's just like, you need to start using colour again. So I said, okay, fine. So I started started doing like um, that pencil line style with ink. And then I just kind of said, you know what, I'm going to just leave the pencil and just start with colour. And basically started just doing it from there. So it was really like final year in college, I think. And it was quite interesting. So I call uni college because it's an Irish thing. So it gets a bit confusing. But anyway, <laughs> um, so my, my degree show, I'll remember, I did these massive, because I used to do mainly portraits. Mm. Um, I did these massive uh, portraits of uh, people I had met in India. And then I had them. They were kind of like my main display. They were huge. And then I had these little... Um, of this fox illustration that I did and I had done at the start of the year that really last minute my tutor was like we've got, got this wall that leads to the toilet we need to hang something on it can you bring that fox drawing you did at the start of the year and I was like yeah sure put that in that was like the hit for me that got me a job from it everyone's like oh the fox 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 I was like I drew that um as part of an exhibition at the start of my final year and I'll never forget we brought it in to present uh, I'd done a mural with two of my friends and we brought it into present and he was just like our tutor was just like yeah it's fine like it's good and stuff but like it's just a fox you can't really that's you can't put that into your d- degree or your coursework it's not a thing um, so I think for me then finishing uni and just being like I don't have to justify what I'm doing I can just draw from me I don't have mm. to make it tick the boxes to get my marks yeah. or be conceptual and stuff so I think it came out of that but I also think when I was in university I struggled with this whole style thing um, and I just stopped looking at other illustrators and stopped looking at artists and I don't mm-hmm. I, I'm probably whenever I and you always get asked that like who are your favourite other illustrators I'm like I'm going to say my mates because they're my mates and I try to not look at other people too much yeah. and I think it's hard because if you're in an industry that you love you want to know what's going on yeah. but at the same time it's almost impossible to not be influenced mm-hmm. um, so I think that is where it's come from. Yeah, well, it's very, it's really true what you say about them not looking at stuff too much. There's many, there's many arguments for that. I think, like, like we said earlier on the whole imposter stuff that can yeah. come from that. Um, but also, if you like, you say if you are just looking at that stuff, you're invariably going to pick too yeah. much of it up and, yeah, and yeah, not yeah. do your own thing. Whereas, yeah. I, the more time goes on, the more I just try to widen my horizons and, and read things that I maybe wouldn't read. Same, look at yeah. shows that I might not naturally go to you know like I grew up with a very sort of limited cultural horizon football yeah. wrestling uh, yeah. blur that was like yeah. that was it you know was like, <laughs> I was in the 80s you know me too actually because my brother was 14 years older than me so I basically got to have all his influences so mm. I'm basically like yeah. a 42 year old man yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it comes from my, yeah. my inner 42 year old man <laughs> so it's primarily organic mm. And I say this because obviously your Apple campaign yeah. was digital, right? Yeah. How how's that? How was the switch over? Um, again, with the whole imposter syndrome, uh, that came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and I was just like, hey, this is this job. Um, do you want to do that? I was like, okay. So grabbed an iPad, got on a plane, taught myself how to draw. And the first two images I've ever done on the iPad are the two in the campaign. Really? So it was very yeah. much so like, I am sweating. So why did they, why did they pick some... Uh, it's interesting that they chose you. Uh, did they, were they aware that all your stuff was hand-drawn? Yeah, I think it was. that was the whole point. So and they wanted was, to show just how well it could be replicated, and I there, it was And it, it was a really great project to work on because it was just so free. They were just like, yeah, we know that you use pencils and you are like 
a full-on pencil illustrator and you don't use digital and that's why we want you to use it because it's an honest campaign then it's not just like oh she's kind of done this we've given her loads of lessons mm. um or like we've edited it or right okay. i just used it the way i use paper i like i use the same app that um I did that on now and I'm a bit more like oh I'm using different layers very snazzy I literally on that had like one layer for the whole thing and you can see it in the time lapse like I just pencil sketch then did like a bit of a base and then just worked through it right um so yeah it was really good I was shitting it (laughs) um I'll never forget my husband because he went to get an iPad and like I was shaking because I was like I'm what if I'm rubbish at this like I could just be terrible I've been Mm. using the same thing for 15 years and suddenly I have to go digital I can't even use a Wacom tablet like I'm not able to I've got one and I just can't do the whole like disconnect with the screen yeah um but but gladly it worked out okay (laughs) yeah so what was the brief was it just we just want Claudine or Sullivan using this device yeah simple as that yeah fantastic yeah to a really really big scale like the so the size of the images that um I did I did two for them there I can't remember the number but they can be blown up to billboard size, so they're absolutely huge. And the thing with the iPad is you can zoom. So I like that image. I've practically seen every pixel in both of those images because <laughs> I've zoomed so much, and no one's ever going to see that. It's like you can see it on your phone or whatever. It's never been printed that big, which is like I have seen every pixel. I've zoomed wow. so much. Um, yeah, so it was crazy. It was like the craziest job I've ever had. Um, it was brilliant. And how did it? Are you going to dance with the digital devil anymore? Or, or? Yeah, no, I, still, I do use it. Like, um, I use it quite a lot, actually. So I still, I don't think I'll ever give up pencils. Yeah. I still use them, but it's really good for client work. So I'll get that thing where I'll draw something and then be like, yeah, could you maybe change this? Mm-hmm. That's a whole new drawing. But I can just use it. So the thing that I did, I spent ages um, adjusting the pencil settings and I've got it down to like this one pencil that I use and I don't change between brushes. I just use that one. Um and then just change the colours and it's all, like it feels the same as using the pencil I was going to say, I, I, looking at your stuff, I imagine that there is a consistency in the pencils you're yeah. using, so I guess it's important to replicate yeah. that. Yeah, so yeah, I spent about three hours doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what was the feedback? Because I know you've been shortlisted for the World Illustration Awards for the, for the project, is yeah. it? So, but what, what's been the wider feedback? Did the client love it? Um, yeah, they, yeah, they've been really positive about it um, and they've used it for a couple of other things and then I did another job from that um, for the people who actually made the app. So I did the Procreate app, they're based in Tasmania, so I do them a fun little Tasmania devil. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been really good. Um, yeah, it's been great. I'm doing uh, an article for Computer Arts. Okay, um, well, tutorial. Yeah, 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 tutorial, so that's cool. That's um, cool. So yeah, it's been good. Like I think I'm very honest about it. Um, I'm not a pro <laughs> in digital arts at all um i did an event at apple last year actually um that was a bit of a like class on how to use it mm. um so that was interesting but i was very like this i'm very basic i'm going to tell you how to use one layer yeah. and draw <laughs> <laughs> i have no tricks <laughs> you know what it's really encouraging i like you talk you said earlier about you know took you a while to feel like you call yourself an illustrator and yet like you've done so many amazing things and I adore your your work and I think um, like you I guess that's just gonna be a great encouragement to anyone who's feeling the same way starting out thinking my god if she's got reservations and she's doing all this stuff then I'm not alone I'm brand new though like I really am like I've done like I'm so happy to be asked to be on your podcast I was like really I'm like brand new (laughs) Um, (laughs) like I said I've only been doing this full-time for a year Um, I've I've and that's another thing, like, I think that people, when they finish college or university, think, right, so I'm an illustrator now, 
it's really hard. It's okay to... I had a full-time job. <laughs> I had a lot of full-time jobs. I worked all through uni. I've had all the jobs. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, and I wish I could kind of give myself the advice that like, I should have been, been like, yes, I am an illustrator. Yes, I work full-time in admin, but I am also yeah. an illustrator. You are when you do um, when you become it, yeah. Yeah. You're not, no one else is going to call you, but no one's going to question you. What was the worst other job you had? Ooh... It's a hard one. I've had so many. But I guess it's a subjective question. Yeah, but... I don't know. I quite like. I I actually think I've liked most of my jobs. And when I say like shitty jobs, they haven't really been shitty. I, in when I was in uni, I worked night shifts in uh, retail, so I like spent twelve hours folding t-shirts. Dedicated. Yeah, and drinking Red Bull and then go and do a crit. So that was good. <laughs> um, that was fun. That was yeah. But yeah, I've had loads of jobs. I, I mean, I loved. I think I, I quite like working. I worked in the cinema. I didn't really like that. Um, worked in like a deli, a Hertz car rental. Mm. God, I can't even remember. Retail was my main one. Um, just loads. I, just, I like to ask these things because I just... Pharmacy? I can't even remember. Yeah, I, see, I just see great value in it. I picked up so many things, whether it was people skills or a perspective. So certain jobs made me think, you better make this degree work because this yeah. is your alternative. So yeah. in, in, a, in a sort of a more ruthless kind of way. But then you just meet... You don't know who you're going to meet, what you're going to pick up that's from all the these thing. jobs. Yeah, because there's been that's why I'm reluctant to say there's been a bad one because there's work that I've done that I haven't liked, but I've met amazing people at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of it's yeah. I don't I think every job that I've had has made me better as an illustrator because yeah. being an illustrator is not just drawing. I always say that I'm like so much of my life is just emails and spreadsheets and putting things yeah. into tubes. If I could draw all day, I would have a hell of a bigger portfolio. Exactly, <laughs> but but then also I mean I mean maybe people would just want to sit there and draw all day. I suppose it's a classic artist thing, but I love that side of it. I like the hustle yeah. and yeah, you know things like this have come from it, and that's a great opportunity for me yeah. to meet all these people without seeming weird that I'm emailing strangers yeah. and going, "Let's meet for coffee." No, it's, it's like cool. it's not that. It's it's great, but the only one that stands out to me that, that was really bad was one summer between college and uni and. They had me packing teddies in this factory. I was part of like a four-person conveyor belt where they each oh, had wow. a different thing. And I lasted it three weeks before walking out. And I'll never forget looking around, looking up, and in the dirt written backwards was help me on one of the windows. <gasps> oh and I just God. walked away and just pissed myself <laughs> laughing and thought, I'll do without the money, you're all right. Yeah, so I actually know that reminds me of a job that I had forgotten about. Um, it was just when I finished like my A-levels, um, leaving certain Ireland. And um, I had a job with two of my friends, but it was... Uh, opening envelopes for uh, like a uh, ballot election, but like every day, just going through <laughs> envelopes and opening them and putting them in boxes. He was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I think my brother had a similar experience. He worked in the motor roller factory mm. in Dublin, putting buttons onto mobile phones, and like was just like, I'm going to go to Australia now. <laughs> I can do this. Yeah, everyone bolts in Australia when yeah. they get bottled, don't they? Like, just get away, find myself. Yeah, but I, like I said, I think it's we've been brought up with that. Like, we've both been brought up with a work ethic, and like my brother's really into golf. He's incredible at golf. He plays off like two or something or three or something good, and like he's really really into music. So we've been both brought up to really cultivate our passions, but also work hard. And I think mm. my dad is really proud of me that I've been able to kind of make a business out of it because he he ran his own business and um, so we have our whole like oh dad i'm doing my tax return he's like oh god <laughs> i i know how you feel i'm like oh i've got no savings yeah. anymore <laughs> i see that with my girlfriend and her daddy when yeah. a carpet fitting business and it's yeah. the same thing there's a little glint in his eye when she's talking about like you know doing her accounts and whatever yeah. and i'm like i love this it's yeah. so sweet <laughs> so it's nice yeah it's cool 
So, yeah, another project that stood out for me was the MTV fit out stuff. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, that was cool. But one of the interesting things was the, the, the sort of more patternistic use of yeah. the windows and things. Yeah, was the that, was that Whose idea was that? Was yeah, yours? that was their idea, actually. And that's something I want to do a bit more of, to be honest. I want to kind of break into, not break into, but just do some um, more pattern-based things. So I'm thinking of doing, like, some self-initiated work. I never want to say what it is in case I don't have time to do it because I've got yeah. so many ideas. I can't say what they are because I'll never do them all. <laughs> I might never do any of them. But, yeah, it was like a glass frit design. Um, and that's really interesting because I quite like seeing yeah I quite like I, I have a design background like I, my degree was graphic design um so yeah that was really interesting but I got that I was really lucky with that job I got that straight out of my degree show oh yeah um not straight out from my degree show a couple of months later I did that whole I'm not drawing and then they got in touch I was like shit maybe I'll start yeah. doing it again <laughs> so what was the initial request they did just want um, to fit out their offices well that yeah so the image um that I was mentioned earlier in my degree show the kind of last minute fox in the corridor down to the toilet they saw that and they said we want that in our offices Brilliant. can you do some more um so yeah it was a full meeting room and that was great and i think i've probably got some other work from that i definitely have actually um because i mean it's meeting rooms people coming in mm. it's great and um, so that's been really really good that was basically my first kind of big job yeah um and it, the really nice thing is uh in the offices it's all people from my degree show and from my class oh yeah so they picked loads of people from the degree shows it's like my mates work on the stairs going Brilliant. up someone else is doing another glass design so you walk in and it's really i was there a couple of months ago um and you walk in you're like oh this is a blast like this is that's like, brilliant yeah my my class it's yeah cool. what a great thrill yeah that's excellent like with the whole patternistic thing and like that Obviously, if that's someone's idea, and I've had this many times where sort of where, where a really good art director have seen something in yeah, my work that I've never considered. Do you do you find that often? Do you? Oh, sort of, yeah, you know? like I, this is the thing because people always ask me like, where do you get your inspiration from? Like, but I'm not the first person to draw a fox or a bear. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not claiming that, you know. <laughs> um, so I think I actually really like doing client work and a lot. Like I sometimes struggle with self-initiated stuff. Like I said, I have a lot of ideas, but I tend to struggle to commit to one. Um, but working with other people or art directors or they give you ideas and you're like shit that's amazing I wouldn't mm. I, I probably wouldn't have got to that on my own like I'm doing a project at the moment that I can't really talk about because that's all work really but it's a really great collaborative project and I'm doing it with two of my friends and it's amazing like it's a really good job um, and I got to pick two of my mates to do it with and one's a photographer and one's a designer and we're working together and we get like the final outcome is it's going to be like we never would have got to that without working together and working with the art director so it's amazing I like yeah. it can be a struggle at times sometimes you're like oh my god but I think it, yeah yeah two big things uh, collaboration and I'm just listening properly yeah. listening and taking notice of because it's a blessing when you get someone who's got a lot of that even not necessarily more experience than you but just a different perspective and a different idea yeah. can open up so many new things you never considered as well because I think I mean you can other people I think feedback for me is really important with my work because you can't I don't know about you but with my illustrations like if I can get asked like what's your favorite piece I'm like I can't really answer that because I don't it's kind of like when you see a photograph of yourself you don't see it the same way people see it yeah very it's true. just a bit like so even like my husband is probably my biggest critique because he's very honest and he'll be like oh that looks a bit weird or like oh yeah you could try this um and I like from I always try to get a second eye on things um and just like you said with art directors or collaborations people see your work in different ways and can see how it would apply to different things just like I can maybe see someone else's work and go oh have you thought about this yeah um it's the whole like 
when you get to a degree show you're at the end of it you're just like can we swap work and can you just do mine for a bit because yeah. I'm really sick of this it's so true that's why it's so important to sort of spend time around and share ideas isn't it it can, yeah. be, it can be quite a lonely job if you allow it to be in there for yeah and I don't I don't think it should be because I love being an illustrator and I think it's a really nice industry mm-hmm. like it really is I don't I don't get that like obviously it's a competitive industry there's loads of illustrators but like different jobs suit different people yeah um, as long as you've got a style that's yours and like you're doing what you do you're not like oh I don't want it yeah I'm like here take this job I can't do that yeah it's completely that's the main <laughs> thing it's good I think it's good to have that niche as well it's yeah. a healthy thing um, and, then, and the Darewood Pencils job was cool yeah. um, that's something I've noticed like brands marketing their, their sort of tools through artists yeah. it's quite a, bit, a little bit of a trend that I've seen and it, again it's a, it's a no brainer selection yeah. to go with your stuff that's another dream job I'm like yeah of course I'll draw for yeah great I'll use pencils <laughs> I can yeah. do that was a little less scary I'm like yeah I know what I'm doing fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100% authority on that one yeah, yeah but that's great like I couldn't yeah that's that was amazing like I did a couple of pieces for them just for their website and then they approached me about um, the branding campaign and yeah really lovely people to work with and I was just brilliant like, you can't really ask for better yeah. than that can you how do you market yourself are you represented or do you, do you Very, do yeah well I haven't been so I um I never had an agent uh when I graduated or up until now um I was just a member of the AOI and they've been super helpful just in that like like I said I obviously struggled with confidence and that whole like oh, I'll just do it for free um which mm. I didn't don't do that Um, but they've been really helpful so I didn't have an agent and I think that's actually been really good for me because I've learned kind of I now know what to price things I kind of know how to deal with clients it's given me a good ownership of how I work Mm. Um, I have recently just signed with Folio Agency um, and very new but they've been really great and it's been really nice um, to work with them but it's very new so it's only been like two weeks yeah Um, but yeah that's so it's, it's a new cool. thing I was going to say, it's exciting. It, it probably, well, I was going to say that you, you love people knocking sooner than later. <laughs> it's a very understandable style, which is really good. So that's cool. Yeah, that's know, so yeah. that's exciting. But yeah. yeah, I do think, I think as well, because I get asked that a lot, like, because I get quite a lot of students contacting me, especially students that are either on the course I did or thinking about doing it. And like, oh, do I need to get an agent? And I'm like, yeah, maybe you could get an agent. That's fine. But I wouldn't put all your sweat and blood and thought into getting an agent because actually I think it's good, especially when you've just finished or you're just starting out mm-hmm. to actually get a grasp of it yourself. Yeah. And getting an agent isn't, you don't have to suddenly sit back and go, oh, I don't need to do anything. Well, no, you, it's <laughs> you very much a two-way it. relationship. Yeah, yeah, and you have to hustle it. Like, yeah. You still <laughs> yeah, totally. I, it's, that's, it, that's the best thing about my own representation. But agents they they're great they listen to everything i say when i make a suggestion they act yeah. on it you know they would they they were pivotal in this podcast starting it was the like, md's idea because he knew i could great. run my mouth so he was like yeah. why have you thought about podcasting yeah so it's great it's, it's an important relationship to have like you say yeah. it's not like it's not the sort of classic romantic view of the rock star that <laughs> yeah. signs a, a record deal yeah and then just gets messed up and it's that's no. it fun no, but that's the thing like i said i've signed a folio and it's just been like it's obviously really really new but i'm kind of definitely know I'm like yeah this feels right just get along good. it's great yeah. it feels good. really good so that's exciting so yeah exciting times cool. and you did some stuff on the plectrums as well like, yeah. are, you, are you reaching because this is crossing quite a few mediums now <laughs> where your work's been seen are you reaching a, a point that I, I've been in this place for a while where I, you often just see the world in terms of where your work could be or oh, you, yeah. as you're walking around you, you're, you know you just yeah I mean I yeah it's really exciting like I don't I, I want my work to go in new ways I'm kind of I'm trying to do more personal work so that I can because you're never going to get work for stuff you haven't done I've been quite lucky because people have 
for some reason had the confidence to go hey do you want to do a mural I'm like sure yeah fine um <laughs> but yeah I quite like like I said uh, getting into patterns so the plectrum stuff that I did was way more simplified version of my style but I think like the color was still obviously it's a tiny little canvas mm. you can't really do much on that um but yeah I love putting my work on different things I love like obviously color is really important in my work so just um working with different colors and different materials so like for the murals and plectrums that I've been doing, I use um, like acrylic and paint pens and stuff. So I do try new things, but try to have consistency. Mm. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like I like doing different things Yeah. and um, trying it out. I'd love failing. to see, failing, yeah, it failing is important. <laughs> I'd love to see, I'd love to see our stuff in 3D. I'd like, I'd really like to see either a 3D print of some of your animal stuff. Yeah. Or like a sculpture, you know, like even, even from, from fabric, you know, something that, yeah. just, I love the way that you're, your mark making kind of weaves and it's got that yeah. whole flow to it. I'd love to see that. Maybe I need to pick up the string again. Translated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just, again, it's just a curiosity of someone who likes the style, but yeah, I think there's a lot of possibility. And especially now with technology, we're quite fortunate that you can yeah. access that stuff relatively affordable now as well. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I like, I want to, I would love to know where my work's going to be in three, four years. I hope that it's progressed. I don't know. Progressed, <laughs> but not completely changed. But yeah, we'll see. 3D, maybe. Yeah. Why not? So, so, anything exciting coming up? Um, yeah, what am I working on? Filmed? Oh, I can't talk about anything. It's really annoying. Oh, is it all waves, <laughs> yeah. all waves and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no, nothing exciting. No. Um, not really, no. Oh, God. Uh, what am I working on that I can talk about? Uh, nope. Nothing. Brilliant <laughs> nothing. embargo. I love that. Good. Well, that's cool. That's, that's, that's promising in its own right. It's like yeah. doing lots of cool stuff, but you can't hear about it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, well, if you listen to the show, you'll probably know about the shark in the tank bit at the end where I ask somebody for a love and a hate or a positive and yeah. a negative very loosely themed around creativity. Wide open. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, love's easy, isn't it? Because, I mean... That I love quite a lot of things about creativity. I'm going to be really simple with that. So I love drawing. That's pretty obvious. Um, but I also love when other people draw. So I do um, wildlife drawing classes, oh. uh, which is life drawing with animals. Um, and I oh, like wow. to. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'm going to give them a plug. Live animals. Great. Yeah, yeah, live animals. Wow. Yeah, the, uh, a girl I know, another illustrator actually. Um, she started at Jenny Weber and um, yeah, she works at different uh, animal trusts. Actually, that's a project I can talk about. Never mind. I'm, I'm, <laughs> verging, I'm verging off the point. I love drawing. But I think <laughs> what, what I was saying about that is uh, so many people say to me, like, oh, I can't draw. They're amazing. You're so good at drawing. I'm like, anyone could draw. Can you hold a pencil? If you can hold a pencil or a crayon or whatever, you can draw. And it's not about, like, I'm not really into hyper real stuff. Um, just personally, I don't draw to replicate a photograph or replicate real life and like perfection because I don't really it just doesn't mm. do it for me so I'm like anyone can draw it and it's so relaxing it's like meditation's really like a thing now everyone's doing it I'm like oh my god just draw as well though it's so Completely. like it's it's such a great way to connect for me to connect with nature to connect with my surroundings to connect with things it's just really relaxing you can just observe something and just do your own way and if it's if you don't like it just throw it away throw mm. it out it doesn't matter exactly yeah just the process anyone can do really it. it like one of my favorite illustrators is David Trigley, and his style could not be differenter. Differenter? Different, no, good word. <laughs> <laughs> differenter. Uh, differenter, I keep, I'm going with it. Uh, couldn't be more different than mine, and I love it, and I just think anyone can draw, and I don't, like, everyone can draw when they're seven. How have you lost that ability? Yeah, sad, isn't it? That <laughs> just that, never grow that, up. I'm an eternal seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, that's it. Brilliant. That's why I'm so happy. And then what do I hate? Uh, that's how I do. 
mm-hmm. people saying they can't draw. No, I'm going to give too many points. I, this week, I hate tax returns because I just did mine. I don't hate tax returns. I'm surprised I've got <laughs> this far without anyone naming that. Yes, yeah, okay. I'm glad you are. So, because I've done it, I've done that thing where I have my little like savings account, which what I think is what I have to pay my tax and just done my tax return and sent it to my accountant. I'm like, tell me how much money I don't have. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate tax returns. I just hate doing it because it's just yeah. one of those, like, it's the I'm necessary highlighting my stuff. bank account. Uh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the that's thing that I don't like doing. That's a good answer. Really good answer. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and where can people find your work? Uh, on my website, claudineosullivan.com. Um, and, yeah, Instagram's probably the best one. I update that the most and it's kind of got most of my stuff so that's at Claudine underscore OS nice brilliant well that's been awesome thank you so much for your time no worries thanks for having me thanks to Claudine for taking the time she came all the way to my studio in Woolwich which was very lovely of her and we had lunch and talks all things creative so it was good to get to know her a little bit and get a little insight into why her work is so wonderful and I, I do really really love that stuff and I hope you guys do too so a big congrats once again for her win in the advertising category in the World Illustration Awards got there pretty quick to find out the scoop and to talk to her all about that and her journey so far go and check out her work she's wonderful can find all the links to her social etc in the show notes as ever um so what you guys got going on let us know hit up the show if there's something cool going on i will cover it for the for the show i don't get too many people putting themselves forward but don't be too embarrassed if you like what you're doing and you're into it stick it out there places you get little features you get people interested it's all pretty genuine so there you go I've had students I've had graduates I've had legends like John Hegarty who've been in the game 50 odd years um it's all comers it's all comers if there's an interesting idea and there's something that catches my eye we'll cover it so do do let me know and feel free to suggest people you're into too because i will listen i've always got a short list for potential guests so please do keep that coming and thanks if you already have uh all sorts coming up in the future we've got rebecca hendon buzzfeed illustrator we've got neil bennett digital arts editor um we've got marion duchez uh illustrator She's been around in the game for a long time doing incredible work and awesome children's books. So we've got all that good stuff coming up, so thanks for helping me keep up the enthusiasm, guys. Uh, like I say, get me your feedback on the Twitter, at Arrest or Mimics, or email me hello at bentallon.com. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for checking in. Thanks to my wonderful sponsors, illustrationweb.com, heartinternet.co.uk, and printed.com. Congratulations again to the lovely Claudine O'Sullivan for her win in the advertising category of the World Illustration Awards. Richly deserved. Go and look at the work. You can check it out now over at the AOI.com and on Claudine's website, which you'll find in the show notes. Cheers, guys. Keep coming back. Drop me a review. Share your thoughts on Twitter, and we'll see you all very, very soon. 